Hey everyone, welcome back to the trough for the sheep of fed. This is like a pop-up episode tonight. I had no plan for this. I had no idea that I'd be doing this tonight. I have other plans for another episode that was supposed to come out last week, but I spent last week in a, a week of, of worship and Thanksgiving rather than trying to uh, put something out. I spent more time in prayer and reading. Needless to say, this week I am back to the to the stone here. I'm grinding away at different things, trying to get some content out for you guys. Um, this is Tonight's going to be a little bit different. Uh, typically, I'm going to be doing more like knowledgeable things, more like explaining, doing kind of like Bible study, more or less. Um, but tonight's going to be more of like a, we're just going to give glory to the man who deserves it. So I want to start real quick. Father God, thank you. Thank you for for everything you do for this message. Holy Spirit, speak. Open the ears of the listeners and their minds to the knowledge and wisdom. And may all the glory be given to you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, so this all started earlier. Uh, I was come, I was leaving and I saw some, I saw some deer out in the yard. And I was sitting there, and I was just taken back, because it's been a long time. Now, growing up, we always had deer coming up to our, our porch and whatnot. But it's been a long time since we, we had a German Shepherd. And now, so the, I saw the deer out there, and I was like, whoa. Like, it's, it's been a while since I've been able to get this close. And they just sat there. They looked at me. The one, there was, it was a doe with her two fawn. And one, the, the fawns like kind of backed up a little bit one took off but the other two stayed there and I just sat there I didn't make any noise I was like kind of in a hurry in the first place but I was like you know what this is this is pretty cool I'm gonna be taken back by this and I just sat there and all and just watched them and I was laughing because like at one point the mom was kicking out one of the the little fawns and it was just it was enjoyable to say the least to to hear the outdoors the birds chirping and to just watch these deer scavenging whatever they could find. I, I couldn't even tell you what they're eating off the ground. Grass for all I know. Uh, but deer, they're, they're just so, they're such interesting creatures. They're such free creatures. You know, they're very on high alert all the time. Like you make one of those like twig, twig snap and usually they're taken off. They're gone. You can't keep up with them, but. Today they just sat there and they continued to graze as I just was in the distance watching them. And it was it was actually really enjoyable for like the ten minutes I spent standing in like an idiot in the middle of my driveway. Um, so I went in. I so I get in my truck and instantly like random. I had a random playlist on of just different worship music and. Uh, Random song, never heard it before in my life. Uh, I want to get the, actually the name of this song real quick for you. It is called As the Deer by Stephanie Gretzinger, I believe is how you pronounce it. It's a good song, very slow, very meaningful. Um, definitely recommend it. The lyrics are, As the deer panteth for water, so my soul longeth after thee. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. Uh, you alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship thee. 
And it's kind of based off of uh, Psalm 42. That's actually the first line, Psalm 42, 1. As the deer panteth for water, so my soul longeth after thee. Or if you want to like get into uh, newer terms, like ESV, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so my so pants my soul for you, O God. But, uh, so I, I really was taken back, and I'm like, all right, there's something weird going on with the deer today. Uh, there's, there was, I was definitely, like, to be taken back for that long in the rush I was in, um, it was, it was just, it was just weird. It hit me different. So I got here, and, uh, I spent the first probably half hour, 45 minutes of my, my devotion time tonight just looking into deer in the Bible and what they represent and just different different ways to look at them. And it's actually really fascinating and it, it gave me a clear message. I've been facing some real hard things lately, some visions and dreams that are just like wicked and I've been... Uh, I, it's just like I've been chained up for I, I don't know how it happened where it happened or, but so it was like today I was praying and I was I was declaring and whatnot and I just I felt the, the freedom come over me but I was like yo just confirm for me and this this tonight really confirmed it I want to share this with you I want to give glory to God and I want I want to show you guys just how amazing God is so dear in the Bible typically represent freedom. I mean, like we said earlier, deer are free animals. They just prance around, eat whatever. Uh, but the the whole message of this is going to be deer are like the beauty, the grace and provision of God. And only God can establish us and give us direction. Um, and I'm just going to go through some different things here to to back this up. And so like Psalm 42, one, like I read, uh, as the deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, oh God, that's the English standard version. Uh, deer and you know, the deer need water to survive just like we need water to survive, but hold on. So like deer need the water. They're going to the stream to get the water, uh, to, to feed their souls. So like us, we need the living water, and the living water is is God. So and there is a difference between living water and dead water in general. Like dead water has to be reformed and revitalized uh, by the body before it can do its job. But a living water easily penetrates our cells and it performs all of its functions. So just like that, the physical living water, Jesus is the living water for our souls. So by getting that living water, we we're, we're being given the free gift of grace by God and it's life saving it, it saves our souls for eternity uh, and then I, I looked into another quote and it goes into Deuteronomy 14.4.5 now if you don't know Deuteronomy is part of the Torah which is the law um, the first five books are pretty much like they're the Torah they make up the Torah they make up the law pretty much for uh, Israel prior to the new covenant and the new covenant being Jesus's uh, death and resurrection and the old covenant being the law so and do in in the law they only could eat certain things there were animals that were clean for them to eat animals that were not and it so happened to be that in Deuteronomy 14 4 it starts out with 
that, and this is going to be the, the King James, New King James. These are the animals which you may eat, the ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roe, deer, the wild goat, the mountain goat, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. So it's showing which animals over in that time period that they could eat that were clean for them to eat, which in the New Testament, Jesus kind of sets us free from all this law. But to go on, it's showing that deer is a clean animal to eat. So deer would represent cleanliness. It represents cleanse. And seeing that the deer, you know, you, you see it, and it's just like after that prayer I had today, it was like I was, it was a re reaffirmed to me that I am cleansed by the blood of Jesus. I am, I am a, a new creation, you know, purified. And, and we're set apart. We're holy. We're other than. So that's an interesting connection that I, that was put together here with Deuteronomy. Um, and typically, like, to get into the, the Old Testament is very, the Old Testament is all law-based. So I try not to pull too much about God's grace and faith out of it, but it is, it is very important to understand where it comes from, too. But so Job 39.1 would be the next one that, that struck me. And in Job 39.1, it reads, and this is the NIV, Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch when the doe bears her fawn? And this is God speaking to Job, trying to tell him, like, do you understand how much more there is, how much more that I, there is that I care for? And he's not trying to downplay what Job, Job was going through because Job was a man of amazing faith now. And it takes, I just want to take a second and really put it in that God, even though we are made in his image, you know, he cares about us above all else. Um, and he tells us that how much more will he do for us if he, he feeds the sparrows? There's still other things, other creations he still cares for. I mean, the trees and the, the crops, they get the water and the sunlight they need to grow. I mean, the animals all around the, the world, the different animals, he still cares for the bugs. Everything on this planet, he still cares for, he still provides for. God is the great provider, and he's He's the most caring. And that's where the Job comes. Like, that's where this whole message with Job goes, is with God's provision and his caring persona. Uh, and he, he tends to provide so much to us that we don't even have the chance to really appreciate and value it and what is, i i urge you all to go into a, a, a maybe even a, a day or two to just sit back even take a journal out and write them down the things you're thankful for because you're going to start to see the things that you didn't realize you're thankful for and you appreciate and you're like it's going to just blow you away how evident god is in your life um but he provides so much for us. We slip. We, we tend to miss it. It slips our memory and our attention. We can't remember. There's so many blessings. I mean, there's so many close calls and bullets we've dodged that we don't even realize it anymore. It's just gotten so normal to us, and we tend to forget to give him the glory and the praise for and the thank you for protecting us in those situations. He he truly does care for all of his all of his creation. That's something that we need to really keep in mind. Like I say, I urge you to to give him Thanksgiving, or come to him in Thanksgiving, and 
and really give them the praise. The next one is going to be, it's going to take a little bit longer on this next point here. Um, but it's in Genesis 49.21. I'm just now realizing how much Old Testament I really am using. This is all Old Testament. Um, but Genesis 49.21 is about Jacob, and he is talking to his sons. He's blessing them. And he's going down, he's going through each one. Like, like uh, he's, he's just describing them, and this is with the 12 tribes and all that kind of stuff, and so he's speaking to his son Naphtali. And one second here. Naphtali was Jacob's sixth born son and the second of two sons by Rachel's midservant Bila. Um his older brother was Dan. And fun fact, Naphtali actually means my wrestling, which some, which goes along with the whole the tribe of Naphtali that is going to be known for its warrior, for its battle status, for for having the amount of men battle ready all the time. So while Jacob was on his deathbed and he was blessing his sons, um, in Genesis forty nine twenty one, he says Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns, and uh, that's actually that's there's a the, when you get back to the KJV. It tells you Naphtali is a deer let loose. So he is a deer that is loose on his own. He's gone and he's gone out. And uh, he, he, it goes on and says he uses beautiful words. So when we're set free, we're set loose from our chains, set loose from the temptation, set loose from our sin. When we're created, we're new creations in Christ. When we're, when we're set loose from our, our Egypt, and the Pharaoh, and we we through the sea. Beauty will flow. Beauty that is within us flows out naturally. And with God's provision, He's going to His provision. It's it's going to make us flourish because Naphtali was like I said, it's a battle ready um, tribe and they flourished they were actually a very very successful they were rich in natural resources and they were a flourishing tribe and when we're set loose it also brings in the whole freedom aspect of this this message tonight and when we're loose we're from the chains from the strongholds from the bondage we've been in from sin we are now experiencing the freedom that Christ promises uh, when we're given, when we, we come to the Lord and He fills us with our spirit, it says now in 2 Corinthians 3.17, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So then my last two quotes here, are both, one is 2 Samuel 22.34, and that one reads, uh, He makes my feet like the feet of deer, He causes me to stand on the heights. And then the other one is, oh boy, Habakkuk in 3.19. And it says, The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to tread on the heights for the... Oh, I just went too far. Makes me tread on the heights. And uh, this is another one about 
God's provision for us, about how He's a provider. Um, he he is he establishes us and provides for us uh, the things we need, the tools we need, so that we can dominate in the terrain we're meant to be in. And that's that's a big point here. And we're gonna I'm gonna go from the beginning. God is not he, He's gonna provide for you and for for all of us the things, the tools we need, the things we we need, the knowledge, the wisdom, the people, whatever it may be, for your anointing. And an anointing is just being set apart for a special use by God. Um, and your anointing is what you've been tasked to do. Uh, just like the deer, the deer need the hooves that they have, the feet that they have, so that they can climb and scale the mountain. So they can get to those heights where they can rest and they can eat and whatnot over in the time of Israel at this point. They're not like your regular like lawn deer out here, the deer we hunt. But God provides for us. So then when he puts us into the area, just like he put Adam in the garden so that he could dominate, He to put him in the garden, he had to had the relationship first. They had a relationship. He had to know the Lord. He had to know where he came from prior to him being into the garden so that he could cultivate, so that he could do the task that was at hand. And just like us, God is going to prepare us. He's going to provide for us. He's going to establish us as the people we need to be before he places us in the area that we are called to be in so that we can dominate in that area. He's never going to send us into battle unprepared. Just like David and Goliath. David had a slingshot, but he sent him into battle prepared. David became one of the most mighty warriors for God. I mean, throughout throughout all of his battles, he was so successful. But it was because God, he he rested in God and God abided, he abided in God and God abided in him. And he, he provided for him so that he could do such things. And that goes for everyone. I mean, if you look through all the prophets throughout the Bible, God is always providing and setting a way. Before David was on the throne, God had to had to provide for him and had to establish who he was as a person. So that when he got to the throne and, and Saul's reign was over, he was ready to be the king he needed to be of in Israel at that time. So that... that Brings me pretty much to end on the quotes part of it, and it leaves me with five points to talk about. The first one is direction. Um, God is going to guide us everywhere we go. It says in Deuteronomy 31, uh, verse 8, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. And God the Lord, He's going to go before you wherever you go. When you are spirit-led, He is always, He's always a step ahead of you. When Moses parted the Red Sea, He went before Him. An angel of the Lord went before Moses to set the way. The Lord is the way maker. He's going to guide you and direct you in the way you need to go. The next one is provision. Another name for, for God is Jehovah Jireh, which in itself means the Lord will provide. So that in itself, the Lord is going to provide. He's going to prepare. 
provision in itself, the definition of it is prepares for future event or situation. So God is going to prepare you. He's going to give you the tools you need. And so on, just like we just talked about, for a future event, for a future situation in your life. The next one is beauty. Though we can't see him now, one day we will and we'll realize his beauty. And a good one is, I, I just heard this actually in, in the pastor's sermon this past weekend, was about the beauty of God. And prior to that, I actually was reading through Genesis earlier in the week. And it brought me up, brought up questions about um, the the stones. There's stones uh, were put into the breastplates of the high priests of Israel, and two of them were bdellium and onyx. And um, not that those are imperative and important to this this situation, but those are the ones from Genesis. But the ones that are very that are important here are jasper and ruby. In Revelation uh, chapter 4, verse 3, it says, And he who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, and around the throne was a rainbow that had appeared of an emerald. So these stones that are in the breastplate, the first one put in is jasper, and the last one in is ruby. So it's, it's just the two, at that time, that was the easiest way to describe something very, very beautiful. And, uh, those are both, the first and the last mean, you know, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the source, the completion. They're beautiful stones. And God is a, he's a, he's a very attractive being in himself. He's very beautiful. Um, another, the, the fourth topic I want to talk about is deer and their, their natural instinct, which is able, they're able to spot danger and flee fast which is like a wisdom that is unlocked while we're in our faith walk, is we're easier, the more we know our scripture, the better off we are to to flee from danger. And what is the danger? Is the enemy, the sin, the, uh, the temptation. And the easiest way for us to do such thing is to, is to put on the armor of God daily. And I plan on doing a whole piece on this alone, but let me just speak from it. That when you put on the armor of God, uh, you are fighting from victory, not for it. The victory is already won in Christ, and that's something that it's hard to remember when you're when you're seeing it. But from a, when you're not facing that storm, when you're not facing that trial and that and that problem, it's so easy to be like, "Yeah, I'm. Fi I have the victory already. I got Christ on my side. What's there to fear?" You know, if, if God's for me, who can be against me? Like, pulling out the scriptures, like, you're you're easy, but then the enemy's there, and you're like a timid little, like, you're, you turn from a lion to a little cat, a little a little kitten, and you're like, oh, oh, goodness. Like, you, you just don't know what to do. But by putting on the full armor of God, you know, using your sword of the spirit, which is the scripture, and the most important and vital thing to it all is, is prayer, and praying at all times, um, more than just the hard times, the trouble, you know, the more you pray, the closer, it's it's the direct communication to God. It's it's what we've been given to communicate with the Father. And the more we communicate with Him, the more we see our will play out in our lives, and the more, the closer we we grow to Him. And it, it helps us with, with persevering. 
and uh, it it allows us to to rely on his strength to help us get through the battles. I'll tell you right now, though, above all else, getting scripture, placing it on your heart, is the most important thing to helping you with such things. Also, so spotting danger, we're fleeing fast. Tells us multiple times in the Pauline epistles um, to flee, especially from like sexual immorality and other sins, to flee from them. Run away when you spot it. Don't even entertain it. Get out of there. Just like deer, they they see danger. They don't know. They don't even stick around to know what's gonna happen with that that predator. They're just out of there. They're not even gonna give it a chance. Um, the last one is the most important one of all. God's grace is endless. It's abundant, and it's unmerited, and it's a generous gift and blessing. And we are undeserving of His grace. We are not worthy of His grace, but that's how loving He is, as He gives it to us. It's by grace that we're saved. The grace through faith that saves us. And it even says, in, like it says, Ephesians eight. Uh, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not on your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Uh, I'm not saying that all you got to do is you know believe by grace through faith one time and you're saved. Like, yes, that is, but it goes on and tells us, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, this is a, a topic for another time here, but we are saved by grace through faith, which is un, unmerited, and we're not worthy of such. So that alone is enough to worship and praise the man that gives it to us. I mean, the man, the, fa uh, the father gave his one and only son, his beloved son, and he died. He became sin on the cross for us so that our sins may be forgiven. And his grace is sufficient. Tells us in, in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9, My grace is sufficient for you. Um, and it goes on, For my power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, but his grace is sufficient. He's the great sustainer. Nothing gets better than the Lord and being in his presence. So I don't know what anyone's going through. I, I felt this word strongly today. I felt it on my heart. Uh, and I definitely need to get out. Definitely a lot longer than I even expected it to be. I know I like to ramble a lot. I know I do a lot of uhs and ums. Uh, just bear with me for now until I get this whole thing underhand. Like I say, this is a pop-up. Did not plan for this. Uh, I already have my next episode all written out and the, the points that are need to be delivered written out. And so this one was kind of just winging it. It just went on and went with the flow. And I like these spirit-led messages a lot more already, I'll tell you that much. So, the next one is most likely going to be a, like I say, we're going to probably hop back as long as another one doesn't pop up between this and the next, the recording of the next episode. Uh, it's going to be about the heart. I'm actually changing it. I was going to do it on who Jesus is, but I'm kind of saving that for closer to Easter. I'm going to do a two-part segment around Easter about who he was and the suffering he endured and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, but so to, so the next one is going to be it's going to be about the heart. Uh, 
how God views the heart, what what he says about the heart, and who what what the heart becomes once we're a new creation in Christ, and how he views us in the heart after we are repentant and turned to Christ, accepted him by grace through faith. So I just want to pray real quick. Father God, thank you. Thank you for being who you are, for being a God of mercy and grace and love. That, that though we are unworthy, you give us our righteousness found in Christ's blood that was slain on the cross. Thank you for your provision, for your caring. You're a beautiful God. Thank you for, for always, always being there and remaining faithful, even when our faith is tested. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. I plan to put out the next episode sometime this week. Hopefully, check out my social medias. I'm going to put a post on my Instagram giving basic points from here on out about each episode so that if um, at the end of it, because I like to ramble, that you can get takeaway points based on it. Um, Thank you, and uh, we'll see you in the trough next time.